This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take command podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? Craig Hoffman here, Logan Paulson. There on a day where we could talk about a win, Logan. Yeah. Winning is cool. We love winning. It, yeah, dude, it's always great talking about a win. Everyone gets a little bit happier. The the grass is a little greener. The sun's a little brighter. So awesome. Definitely. And uh, we get to talk about a win where the quarterback, hopefully of the future of this franchise, played pretty well, showed a lot of different stuff. Um, it was a bit of an ugly game overall, but the talk of the week is Sam Howell. And now at the halfway point, people, I want to say like people are in a rush to anoint him, but like after a good game, people are like, I don't know. It seems like he's the guy. Um, when you go back and watch the film, what do you see of of Sam in a 325-yard uh, performance, his second straight 300-yard game? Yeah, I think the thing is, like, I was, you know, I think we were both pretty optimistic post-game about, like, what he had done and how he had looked. And I think rightfully so. I think he did some really good things, some really high-level things. But I also think you saw some of the stuff that has kind of, like, characterized his game. And I think um, what I mean by that is just, like, there were times where he's, vacating clean pockets now it's interesting as a coach like i don't know how you handle that because he's vacating a clean pocket to complete a ball for a first down so it's like it's a kind of a i don't say like a regression or a a negative thing that he's doing but ends up in a positive result and i think that's kind of what where i was kind of looking at it i was like man you know this is a good play by him but he's still not feeling the pressure or he or there was for example like he threw a ball to jameson crowder uh, I think it was the play before the interception. It was a really nice ball. It was all go special. Jamison's crossing the formation. Beautiful ball. Um, the Patriots bring uh, basically like a six-man pressure, which which would play like an all-out. They're playing zero coverage. And basically because of how EB set the protection up or how EB's called the protection, the back, um, B-Rob is to his left. He's cross-blocking, so he's working across the formation to block, I think, number eight, who's rushing like the right B-gap. And because of the back cross blocks, the guy that has him in man coverage doesn't green dog or doesn't blitz the second he sees him protect. And when that happens, um, he is picked up. Sam is picked up. But Sam is continues to kind of drift away from the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, he doesn't need to do that. He can just set his feet and throw the football. So that type of stuff I felt like popped up probably 
four or five times in the game, you're like, man, like that would be nice if you knew that you were not that you were not hot there and you knew you didn't need to vacate the pocket or do or kind of make this harder than it needed to be. So that came up a couple of times, but in the same breath, I also think you see a maturation, like the the throw to Terry on that like pylon, that high corner route where he kind of routes yeah. the guy up at the top. Like he's there's a guy in his face. Barmore has a kind of a quick win inside. He stands in there, buys a little time, plants his feet and throws the football. And to me, that was like, that's about as big time as you're going to get. Marry that with the touchdown to Jahan where he checks the play. He, he identifies that it's going to be some type of blitz. He brings Logan Thomas in. It was great, man. He just did a great job of, of like that. That's like, that stuff is good. But then you get that, you know, the, um, the sack that he takes in the, I think it's, it's the right before the big scramble that he has where he's, there's a little bit of pressure, but it's, it's um, no, it's a, it's a, there's a free rusher off the right side, but he vacates back and out and ends up being a, a third and 15. Like that type of stuff. I felt like popped up a little bit throughout the game. It didn't hurt him on a couple of those third down conversions early, but it hurts him there. So it's like, where do you walk that line of saying, Hey man, stay in the pocket. Hey man, deliver the football, but he's also making plays. So I felt like it was like this, there was some good, some really, really good stuff. Those two plays that I just cited. Yeah. There's also some kind of, medium stuff and then you saw how the medium stuff can turn into bad stuff when he doesn't execute correctly and so i think that was kind of the layers of his game so do i think he's playing well yes do i still think there's shades of the guy that took you know all these sacks early in the year yeah but do i also see a guy who's shown some maturation yes so it's like it's like it's like all these shades of gray leading to i think he had a good day but he's still got a lot of growing to do kind of evaluation yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I do wonder on some of the ones where he fades back. That's something I noticed as well, rewatching the game. Like, is that just kind of going to be who he is yeah. because he's a smaller guy and that, that that lets him kind of see it a little bit better and he's got the arm strength where it's not really an issue and he's been doing it his whole life. And at that point, it's like, it's like a jump shooter in basketball that doesn't have perfect mechanics, but is a 40% three-point shooter. It's like, right. if I was teaching you from scratch, I'd never let you shoot like this, but like, you're in the NBA and you're shooting 40% from three. So like, I'm not going to change your shot now or like a golfer who maybe has uh, some kind of technical error in their swing that you never teach, but they're on the PGA tour. Like, what am I going to do? Fix your golf swing. You're on the PGA tour. No, we're just right. going to, we're going to work within the framework of your skill set and how you play the position. And I think it's too early to like really know that. And obviously I think there's probably places where it's like, no man, just drive the ball. But as I think some of the throws you even reference, it's not like they're lofted. There's some no. that, that are, but like there's some that are thrown like perfectly thrown balls. And if he can load up and throw off that back foot in a way that there's still velocity and, and he understands how to shift his body weight and all that kind of stuff, then I actually don't know how problematic that is. But to your point, like I, I that's not me saying like, it's actually not a problem. It's like, I truly don't know how problematic right. that is and whether EB and Tavita and Kenny Zampezi and whoever else is working with them, you know, his, his private QB coach, like, is that something that they work to correct or that they work on getting better at doing because he's going to do it anyway? Um, and that's, that's, you know, that'd be a great question if Tavita is at the podium this week, for instance. I don't know what position coach, they haven't announced it yet, who's speaking on Friday, but, um, you know, maybe maybe someone uh, who... Uh, all the beat, a lot of the beat reporters do listen to our podcast, thankfully, which is nice. So, uh, <laughs> hey, beat reporters who listen to the podcast, if you want to ask EB about this on Thursday, that would be cool. <laughs> well, and that's and that's a great point. Like I thought, if I'm if I'm coaching Sam, if I'm the quarterback coach, what do I say on this? 
I say, hey, man, like you're protected here, but great play. And that's really what it is. It's I think the problem that I have with it is that it does show up as taking big sacks in other games. When you vacate back and try to roll out, like I think about the uh, the Broncos, for example, where they actually had a rush plan for that. They'd have the the left defensive end work an inside move on the commander's right tackle, Wiley, and then they'd have the guy run a huge arc on um, on Leno. And Leno's pushing him by the pocket, but because of how Sam vacates, it ends up being a sack. So mm. in this case, he did it twice versus a three-man rush. One was a four-man rush. And it was fine. It ended up being okay. Like the, the, they protected the pocket. He got out. There was no issue. And then on the sack that he takes in that two minute situation, I believe it was a two minute situation. Um, it ends up being a big loss because it, it essentially plays the same way. The free runner runs right at him. And instead of just throwing the ball away, he, he tries to vacate back and ends up being a 15 yard loss or not a 15 yard loss, but like a five yard loss on the sack. So I just look at that kind of stuff and I'm saying, versus a better defense, like versus Dallas and Micah Parsons. I'm not sure you get away with that. But it ends up being, it ends up being, I think, three first downs off of kind of broken plays where he vacates a clean pocket. The other one, you mentioned this, the Jamison Crowder, like the ball's perfect. It just, he makes it harder than it needs to be, in my opinion. You're picked up. You don't need to be feathering away from that. And that comes with experience. So like, that's what we're, t- we're talking about, something very fine here. But against a better defense, a more athletic defense, because I think the Patriots defense is a good defense, but a defense with more dynamic playmakers, does that become an issue in the same way where we saw it be an issue versus, I don't know, the Giants is a bad example because that was more scheme driven. But you, you kind of get what I'm alluding yeah. to there, I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I do think, though, it's worth pointing out um, that Sam has grown, I think, in these areas. Um, I feel like the last couple of games, he's moved within the pocket a lot better. Like, he didn't move in the pocket at all the first, like, seven weeks of the season. And these last two, like, he does manipulate the pocket. You do see him slide up and watch Leno push someone by. Like, it just didn't happen the first seven weeks of the season, barely at all. Um, I mean, almost literally at all. And you see it these last couple of weeks. And, and I think that he's learning and hopefully like then maybe the next step in the process is the stuff that you're talking about here. But you do start to see, you know, obviously the sack numbers are coming down. And I do want to talk about Larson and the O-line and, and kind of their role in that as well. But I, I think that Sam is also making this line look better with some of the movement and stuff that he is doing. I, I do feel like he's less vacating clean pockets, even though it yeah. still pops up some. Um, so it's, it's never going to go from, you know, 60 to zero in this case, or a hundred to zero. Um, it's going to be a progression and it's not necessarily even going to be a linear one, even if the trend line is fairly linear right now in terms of sure. his interceptions coming down, his sacks coming down, his pressures coming down, all that stuff is coming down. Um, and, and all the trend lines are the right direction, but it is, it is getting better. And I think that is an important thing to point out because, 
these are the kinds of things we were discussing a couple weeks ago as potential fatal flaws. It's like a lot of quarterbacks do not ever get better at this. Like you have a feel and your feel is, is your feel for the rest of time. And you learn how to operate within that feel. And it seems like Sam is kind of learning on the job, what he can and can't get away with. And while it's not perfect and, and it's still maybe even below average compared to a lot of NFL starters on certain particular things, it's better than it was three weeks ago, nevertheless, six weeks ago or nine weeks ago. And when you're trying to decide if this guy's going to turn into your franchise quarterback, that seems uh, fairly important to point out. Yeah, let's be clear. Like, I do think he did some stuff in this game that shows that. We mentioned the throw to Terry, like staying in the pocket. There's a pressure there. Delivers a, a like a like a, an amazing ball, right? The, the play to Jahan, the check versus the – like to see, to identify that, hey, we're in the strike zone. Bill Belichick, this entire game – has been heating us up in the strike zone with some form of all-out pressure. Let's check the protection. That's big-time stuff. Earlier in the game, I want to say it was the first completion he had. It's It looks like, man, they run a motion across. You know, The guy follows them across the formation. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is man. Pick your best matchup. They've got a choice to Jahan at the bottom. You're like, okay, working that. They fall into a cover three. It was a great disguise by New England. And instead of beating the football up and patting it, patting it to death, he says, okay, I'm, I know what to do. There's a post running in right behind the choice by Jahan delivers an excellent ball there. So I do think you're seeing a lot of very high level stuff. And I think that's the thing to your point that is exciting is there is a progression. It's just, I, the thing that I would just kind of make people aware of, it's not like he went from Sam Howell week five to your starting franchise quarterback in week nine. I think you still see elements of issues that he was having. It's just, it's just also he made plays off of it this week. So it's like, again, I go back to what I would tell him as a coach. I'd be like, hey, man, probably don't need to do this here, but great throw. And so I, all of these situations end up with, hey, man, great play. Even the first one where they, they um, the Patriots bring, they brought a whole bunch of these kind of fun fire zones where it's like they're bringing six. And usually in a fire zone, you bring five, um, but they're bringing six. So that means like in a true fire zone, you get three guys playing deep, like in a, in a traditional cover three structure. And then you have three guys underneath. But in this, in a six-man pressure, they have two guys underneath. And what they do, which is really cool, is they kind of immediately buzz to the vision of the quarterback. So they take away your route concept there. And it's really effective. Sam did a good job of saying, oh, shoot, I got a little pressure here. Vacated out. All those guys have overloaded this one zone where he wants to throw the football, buys a little time, and it's Pringle over the middle of the field. So even though you're like, no, 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 it ends up being a yes because he's making plays. And there's an element of modern quarterback play where the dudes are making plays and that's something that elevates the offense and means it doesn't have to be a perfect play call so i look at that stuff and it's like that's that's kind of what we're talking about there's a level of nuance here where like as a coach i'd be like i don't love this but you made the play so you made me right you made the offense right that's a plus but let's just make sure we at least address this to kind of say hey man you're good here we're picked up or hey man you don't need to vacate this pocket let's just deliver this ball to the dig over the middle of the field that kind of stuff. And it's and it's small stuff, but I think it kind of speaks to your process, to, to what you're to what you're alluding to. Is he is getting better. And me and me as a coach making that comment continues to enforce that progression, I guess. Yeah. The other area where I think he's getting a lot better is kind of a next level 
you know, competence to mastery, whatever where you want to use on that very wide range of the offense itself. And part yeah. of that is EB putting more on his plate. Like I've seen him audible and change things at the line of scrimmage. We talked about in take five, that Dotson touchdown and yeah. how he took command and did something that he literally did not do a couple of weeks ago against the Giants in a similar situation. Um, and, and trusting a certain protection call and you see that, but there's also times where he's taking drops that should be based off play call, five-step drop, seeing pressure and you take a three-step and you get the ball out. Like there's little things like that. The, the early completion to Jahan, I think maybe it's, I think it's his first completion of the game um, is like that, where it's just like the ball gets out quick and those types of things weren't happening. And there, there's times I think earlier in the season where an offensive lineman might lose uh, you know maybe not immediately but fairly quickly and we'd be telling folks like hey that's kind of on sam to get the ball out it seems like the receiver's open um and you watch the tape and if you don't know that that's an option you'd be like well like he's not even at the top of his drop and it's like yes correct he doesn't have to get to the top of his drop the ball needs to get out like that right. that rushers in his vision um whether it's a blitzer or or a quick loss and, and you're seeing things like that where he, I think, is understanding the tools at his disposal a lot better. And when you have more tools in the toolbox, it's easier to get the job done because you're not just stuck with, you know, a hammer and a screwdriver when you need an Allen wrench. I think that's no, I haven't been just assembling furniture nonstop for, for five days. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great analysis. I think that's 100% right. I think he, he is taking more ownership, but I also think EB deserves a little bit of a shout out. I think he does. He's done a really nice job of calling, of changing how he calls games. I think we've seen a lot less five step drop, and I think that's been huge for Sam. And also, I think game flow is a big factor in that, allowing him to be a little bit more conservative. But seeing seeing more screens, seeing more quick game, seeing a little bit more play action, seeing different personnel groupings on the field. I think EB is also starting to get more comfortable, and I think as he gets more comfortable. Sam's getting more comfortable. And you mentioned the tools. I love that you brought that up because I do think that's a huge factor. Like the best offenses that I've been a part of, the quarterback is heavily involved in every aspect. And I think you're giving more and more of that responsibility to Sam. It seems anyway, you have to talk to somebody to get clarification on that. But I think that's that's a big deal too, because I think as he gets more ownership of it, some of the stuff we're talking about, like him vacating clean pockets or him feathering away in certain situations become that it becomes less likely to happen because he has he has ownership of it. He says, oh, I know we're picked up because I called the mic. I called the guy who's blitzing. So, um, but yeah, to your point, it is, I think this is a positive data point. This defense does a lot of different stuff. Sam did a really good job. Um, I think played played a good football game. And the thing that I was worried about was that it would all just kind of crumble down around him, that he wouldn't be able to sustain it. And this is a different defense, a little bit more complicated. I don't think they're as talented as some of the other defenses he's played this year, but I do think it's a positive data point. I'm just pointing out a couple things with this analysis, basically saying like, hey, he's still got to work on some stuff, but definitely trending in the right direction. I think EB is also trending in the right direction. So I think it yeah. bodes really well for this offense. I think it's also great you're getting more guys involved, like Jahan getting more involved. All those things are are trending in the right direction, which is one, one reason that um, – I think I'm pretty excited about, you know, the next couple of weeks of football for this team.